the 17th of January, 2008, episode 93. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. For the first show of this new year, or rather the first show that I've recorded in this new year, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things. I didn't really have one main topic picked out. I'm going to kind of pick and choose a couple of things that I found uh, on different websites, a couple of things I found out of our own forum that I thought were good things to talk about. Uh, A couple of those are working for nonprofits and how you charge or if you charge, um, goals that you might have for 2008, and I got a, a list of things to think about just that pertain basically to what we do, and uh, a couple other things. So that's what we're going to be talking about today on the show. Just a few business items first off. Uh, as you probably know, I uh, haven't been around a whole lot. The shows have not been coming on the regular schedule. And, uh, well, I apologize for that, but things have been crazy. So lots of stuff been going on uh, with my personal life as well as there was holidays and uh, all kinds of other things. Uh, I'm trying to get back on track, but uh, you got to just stick with me and uh, hopefully that'll happen at some point soon. Um, Yeah, a lot of things have been going on though. So I've kind of been out in several different directions at once and not being able to get everything to click together like it usually does. So um, hopefully that will turn around very soon and we can get back to our regular schedule of having our shows every other week. And uh, hopefully you guys will stick around and and not ditch me because of this. So I'm uh, going to try and do that. Um, we also have the contest winners. They're going to be coming out soon. Uh, we are midway through this month now, and I promised to do it by the end. And uh, I will try my best to keep that promise. So I'll be announcing them hopefully on the next show. And then shortly after that, be sending out some prizes to some lucky people out there. Uh, again, thank you everybody who participated in that. I got... Uh, well over a hundred responses on the feedback form. So that's going to help out a whole lot. Very good information for me to have. And uh, hopefully it makes the show better for you guys as well. Um, Also, thank you for listening. Any new listeners out there, welcome. I hope you like what you uh, hear today. It's it's a little bit off the normal format, but you can definitely go get some of the archives, uh, some of the things off the feed. And and, uh, there's also archives on the website that you can get for shows that are older that aren't on the feed anymore. Uh, Thank you for the regular people too, though. You guys definitely make the show go. Keep coming back, subscribing, coming back to me every time there's a new episode, and I appreciate it. And thanks for spreading the word. Uh, We wouldn't have the great audience that we have if you didn't do that for me. So I appreciate it very much, and thanks for tuning in. That's about it for news, except for the fact that this podcast is being brought to you by GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting makes an easy way for you to meet with other people and be able to show them stuff on your computer without them having to spend the money and drive to where you are. All they do is log into a browser and join your meeting, and it's basically like screen screen sharing. You get to show them whatever you're doing on your desktop and they can see it through the browser that they're using. Uh, This is also very cost effective because you pay one flat fee and you meet as many times as you want. You don't have to pay every time you meet. You don't have to pay per minute during your meetings. You pay that one flat rate. So if you want to go try this, you can try it for free. You just need to go to this URL, gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. 
and uh, sign up there and you'll be able to download it and use it for free for 30 days. Very cool tool, so check it out if you get a chance. The first thing I wanted to start with today was uh, just kind of a, a strange little list. I don't know why I say strange, just kind of a list of things that maybe you would normally not think of, but when you hear it, you're going to be like, well, of course, you know, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I would have thought of that, but on the flip side of the token, it's things that I don't think we always think about. It's things that are too easy for us to forget. And I thought it was good for that reason. This comes from a website called Creative Bits. And it's actually a feed that I subscribe to. Um, so this is just one somebody that contributed and said, hey, here's a list of things that maybe we should think about. And I thought it was pretty good. Um, if you want to check out that site, I will have a link for you in the show notes, as I always do. Just go to rookiedesigner.com slash rookie and check out the episode, episode 93, which is this one. And there should be links in there for you to go to the website. So first item on the list is do one thing at a time. Again, these things are going to sound like no-brainers when you hear them. But when you get caught up in things, it's it's very easy to try and take on more than one thing at, at one time. And that does that's not to say you shouldn't you should only have one project going at once. Uh, I think we all know that that is not a reality. We always have at least a couple, maybe several projects going on at the same time, but we don't try and work on the work on them at the same time. You can't you can't be a scatterbrain and and try and trying to think about too many things at once. When you're working on a project, you don't want to be thinking about what you're going to do on this other project later. You need to be thinking only about the project, the task at hand, what you need to be working on at that moment. And that's going to help you to kind of focus every focus all your energies on that one thing that you're doing and not be distracted by other things. So uh, I just thought, you know, a good rule of thumb there make sure you work on one thing at a time or make sure you do one thing at a time. The second one is know the problem. This one sounds a little generic, right? Uh, I think it kind of holds true for pretty much everything that we do though, right? We're problem solvers. If somebody doesn't know, you know, somebody needs a, a business card, they have the problem that they need to, you know, present their business in a, in a good way on a very small medium. So we need to figure out how to you know, get the information across that they need, how to make it look professional and nice, and how to to make an effective business tool so that when somebody is handed one, they actually go through with calling the person and giving them their business. Uh, if we're trying to make an ad, what are we trying to do? They have the problem that they're trying to get some kind of uh, ROI on the money they're spending on that ad, right? They want to generate business leads. They want to maybe brand, get the brand out there, brand awareness, uh, several things can happen there. And, and our job is to solve those problems by giving them great design. So we need to know what the problem is. And I've talked about this many, many times. If you don't know what, what type of problem you're solving, or if you don't know what your design is supposed to be doing, then you've already failed as a designer. Then you're just making something look pretty. You're making something that has cool effects. And that's really not worth a damn thing if it's not serving its purpose, if it's not solving that problem that the client has. So you need to know what the problem is. Uh, take this one step further. You're going to hit snags every once in a while. 
And uh, I've definitely experienced this quite a bit in the last few weeks. Been working on some different websites and, and websites can be very buggy, especially when you're trying to get it to work in every single browser. If you have a problem with that, I mean, it, it kind of causes a breakdown. Now I can't go, I can't move forward with making the content for this website until I figure out what that problem is and, and find the remedy to it. So again, here we are trying to problem solve and you need to really kind of break it all down so that you know what the problem is so you can fix that. You can't just kind of cover it up. So uh, I thought that was a pretty good one as well. Learn to listen is number three. Another great one. And another one I think I've probably covered before, but especially when you're meeting with clients, when you're doing that research, when you're trying to figure out what the problem is and, and what they want out of you for a certain project, you need to be able to listen to these people. Of course, you know, again, we're not going to take everything that they say and, and utilize all of that because they are the client and you are the prof professional for a reason. You know what you need to do. But, you know, if you totally disregard what they say and just do only what you want to do, then that client is not going to come back to you again. So you need to learn how to listen to them, listen to what their needs are, listen to what their opinions are. And maybe, you know, you can have some back and forth and, and talk with them about what you think maybe can be done and can't be done, but you do need to listen. You do need to take everything that they say into account. The next one on the list, learn to ask questions. Another great one. You can't just listen to somebody and and try and gather all the information that you need. At some point, you know, you're going to need to ask them questions. You're going to have things that you're not quite clear on. And I'd say that's number one. If you're not clear on something, make sure you ask. There's no stupid questions because if you don't ask a question and you just go ahead and go about your business and you come back to them with something that they don't like because of A, B, or C, and it's something that you could have asked them in the first place, then you've just wasted their money and your time or maybe your money, money that they were going to pay you. So make sure you ask questions. And I'd say this absolutely applies to those of you. I think I've said it before. Those of you who are in school still ask as many questions as you can. Those people are there for a reason. You're there for a reason to learn. So make sure you ask any question that you have. You need to learn as much as you can while you're there, because once you're out, you know, in the fire, once you're out actually in the workforce doing things, you might not always have that luxury of having someone there that knows quite a bit that can answer your questions. But if you are out in the workforce and you do work with other people, ask them too. They've, uh, if they know the answer to your question, they, they probably have been in the same position as you at some point. So, uh, Again, no stupid questions. You're trying to learn here. You're trying to get the job done effectively. So make sure you ask questions when you need to know certain things. Uh, another one is accept that change is inevitable. And I, I think this one, this one kind of reminds me of something I think I was just talking about in the forum, which is, I, I believe it was on the, the string that was about when you know you're a professional. And one thing that I said to that is uh, somebody was saying, you know, I don't know everything that I, I think I need to know to be a professional. And my answer to that was, well, as a professional designer, you're never going to know everything you need to know. Every time you work on a new project, there's going to be things that you're learning. There's going to be things that you need to learn. There's people that have been working for 20 years in this business and they learn new stuff every day. So you're never going to stop that learning process. One of the things that spawns that need to be learning all the time is that the the way things are done 
change all the time. There's different trends that come out, but more than that, the software changes almost every year now, every year and a half or two years at least. So now we got to learn a new set of tools, most of which are made to make our job easier, but there's, there's just different things. Now the basic principles of design, they do not change. You might, you know, take it a step further and change some of those things at some point, but those things are going to stay pretty much the same, but things like trends, uh, things that people want are going to change. Um, just what's required of you in this job is going to change over time. So you need to accept the fact that that's going to be the deal. You're not going to, we're not in the type of career where we just go to work and do our job and go home. We don't do busy work here. So, you know, if you're, if you're not in tune with the fact that things are going to change, then perhaps this is not the right career for you. Admit your mistakes. And this is absolutely a good one, especially if you're a freelancer. If you have your own business, you have to learn to admit when you make a mistake. And many times you're going to have to maybe give up some money or give up some extra time when that happens. And this is okay. People make mistakes. Your job then is to let them know that a mistake was made and atone for it. Make sure that that they're a happy customer because you went above and beyond when that mistake was made to make sure that you rectify the situation. Same thing at work. You know, we don't, we don't dump this stuff on somebody else. We don't point the finger at somebody else. If we make a mistake, we need to own up to it. And I think you'll gain a lot more respect from people. If you do that, it's okay to make mistakes, especially for those of you who are just starting out. Mistakes are going to be made. It happens. I still make mistakes quite frequently <laughs> just from not, you know, a lot of times just from not paying enough attention to what I'm doing, getting too caught up in other things. So, I mean, it's going to happen, but you need to be able to admit when that thing happens. And like I said, make sure that you can make up for it. Next one is say it simple. And I like this one. Um, too, too much people, especially I see people right out of design school or people in school still, they learned all these new tricks. They learned all, all new effects. They've just learned how to use some crazy, crazy software that does pretty much anything that they want to do. But I think the key to, to good design is knowing when not to use stuff is knowing when to keep it simple and not, you know, put all the pieces of flair on there that you possibly can all at one time. A lot of times the most simple thing that you can do will be the most effective design. And if you just flip through any magazine, you'll see that there's ads, there's ads both ways. There's ads that just have way too much flashy stuff on them. And then maybe you'll turn the page and there's a, a, an ad that's almost completely blank. They have maybe one or two sentences, maybe a very simple graphic and lots and lots of white space. And it really grabs your attention more than something that has some big crazy picture with crazy effects on it and maybe three paragraphs of type. So say it simple. That's what it means to me. Keep things simple as you can. Uh, maybe start out as simple as you can and, and kind of move up from there if you have to. But I think some of the best designs that I've seen are, are very, very elegant because they're, they're not overdone. The last two are kind of, I think, personal. The, the first one is called is the first one says be calm. And, uh, this is something that I work on. <laughs> I know things can get frustrating at times and, 
uh, especially when you're dealing with other people, maybe people in, in different uh, departments at your work or different designers that you end up working with on a team or working with clients, I think is probably one of the, the most unnerving things at times, but you always got to keep your cool. You got to be that professional person. And, and going back to that, talking about when you're a professional, one of the biggest things to being a professional is being able to deal with your clients or deal with your managers or your art directors or the, the people that you have to deal with. You need to keep your cool. You need to make sure that, that you can work efficiently with these people and effectively with them. And getting angry and getting in little tiffs and arguing about things is absolutely not the way to do that. That's just going to waste time and uh, waste your productivity. So be calm. The last one is smile. Uh, I find it's good to smile every once in a while. And uh, I'd say this goes along with just making sure that you're, you're enjoying what you're doing. And if you're not, you know, maybe, maybe there is a change that you need. Maybe it's a change of job. Maybe it's a change of scenery. Maybe you just need to back off from the computer and go take a walk for 10 minutes. But you need to make sure that you're not getting super burnt out on stuff. You got to make sure that you're not stressing out to the point where it's affecting your work or affecting your designs. You need to keep a, a cool head. And, and I think you'll find a lot of design jobs, at least maybe not in the corporate world, but when you work at, you know, agencies, advertising agencies, PR agencies, places where they know what designers need at the workplace, you'll find that there's a lot of things to get your mind off of, you know, what you're doing. So every once in a while you can take a break and just kind of, you know, either veg out or do something else to get your mind off of what you're doing so that you can go back fresh and you can be a lot happier in your job and be a lot happier with what you're doing because you're not sitting there just staring at the screen, trying to figure out what the hell is wrong. Uh, I've definitely been in that position several times and it's not a good thing to do. It's, you just gotta, you gotta get away from it. Sometimes you gotta maybe go watch something funny or listen to some music and get your mind off of it and then come back fresh. So um, that was pretty much that list though. I thought it was a very good one. Good things to remember for the new year as you continue on your, your journey as a designer. Uh, next, I wanted to jump into the forum. And if you haven't been to the forum or you're not registered, I recommend that you do so. Just go to rookiedesigner.com slash forum. And you can find there's hundreds of designers up there that listen to this show and do all different kinds of stuff. We have web designers, we have print designers, uh, people that specialize in a lot of different things. So if you have questions, it's a great place to go. A couple things I wanted to touch on here. And the first one is if you go up to the website and you go under the questions topic section, whatever you want to call it, there's one that says free work for nonprofits. And I thought I'd speak on this because it's it's a good it's a good thing to talk about. And I've actually done some nonprofit work work before. Um, this one is from the member, looks like Sweet Traven. Hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad. It says, what is your opinion in doing free work for nonprofits? I've been doing work for some well-known organizations through a contact I have who is in marketing. I don't mind helping out these organizations, but I seem to be doing a lot of work for them. And the contact I have mostly wants things yesterday, which affects the work I am being paid for. There's also the issue of them using the artwork I created for them on something that can actually make a profit for these groups. Is there any way that I can benefit 
at all from the work that I've done. Can I write it off? I know I'm making mistakes on my part because I'm doing because I'm doing it for free and haven't given them a, a contract. Uh, there's a couple of responses up here as well. I don't really want to read through all of them, but I'll just kind of summarize what they say and what I say about this. Uh, I worked for an organization that uh, has volunteers that go to, they're kind of like emergency response, but they're not police or firemen or anything like that. They're people that go and stay with the person that's just had the traumatic experience. Uh, if somebody maybe got shot and their, you know, their parent is there, their mother is there, something like that. This person would go and stay with that person because that way the the cops and the paramedics, firemen, whoever it is can do their job. They don't have to worry about taking care of these people. So they came to me. A lot of times you'll find non nonprofits will be able to pay you because they do, you know, they get money from the government or from the county or from wherever they do get this money. It's very limited usually. But many times they will say, yes, we can pay you, but we can only pay you this much. That's best case scenario there. And that that was the scenario that I actually was working under. I've worked for a couple, so I've done some free stuff for, for people as well. But um, best case scenario, yes, they will be able to pay you at least a little bit, which is good. Um, about the contract, always, always write up a contract. It just, it first of all, it's documenting work that you're doing. You're going to keep track of your hours and that's going to be on the invoice, even though, you know, maybe you're not sending an invoice to them, you're having that information taken down. And that's something that can be given to your tax person to show that you did this work and it was for free. It was for a nonprofit and absolutely, yes, they will be able to write that off. So you will be saving something. You'll be getting some kind of money in return, although you won't see it most likely, but it is a way to, uh, Yes, kind of, kind of make it more worth your while. Now, as far as uh, doing a lot of work for someone to the fact that it's affecting your pay jobs, that right there is a personal preference, I would say. Um, if you need the money that comes from those paid jobs that you have, if, if this is your business and that's how you make your living and pay your bills, then obviously you don't want to be taking on too many nonprofit jobs that aren't going to pay you. You need to make sure that you... Uh, you do things the right way to benefit yourself. Um, I don't think it's being selfish or greedy or anything like that. I mean, it's nice to help people out, but when you need to make your money, then you got to do that. And I think that's something that, that should be discussed upfront. If they're going to expect a lot out of you, you need to let them know upfront that, Hey, you know, this is my business. This is my livelihood. I need to be able to take time to do these other jobs that actually are paying me. So your job might actually fall behind theirs, you know, if I have some stiff deadlines. Um, again, communication is key here. If you let people know this, then there won't be any problems. Either they'll say, well, we'll find somebody else because we need it done ASAP. Or they'll say, yeah, that's fine. You know, we don't expect too much out of you because we know that you're doing us a favor here. So that's my take on that part. Um, the issue of them using artwork I created some, on something they can actually make a profit from. Um, if they are making a profit from something that you design, then that's something that, yeah, you need to talk about again in the beginning and maybe say, well, if you guys are going to be making money off of this, then I need to make you know a certain percentage of that money as well, or I need to make X amount of dollars. And again, you know, I'm sure there's going to be situations where maybe they say, Oh no, you know, we don't have money to pay for this and you do it for them. 
And then all of a sudden they're selling something with your artwork on it and it's making money. Not much you can do in that situation other than if they ever ask you to do anything again, then you charge them. But you know, if you know upfront that this is something they're going to be doing to make money off of, then I think that's perfectly okay to, to strike up that conversation and say, you know, is there, is there anything that I can get for this? You know, is there anything that, that I can get to reimburse me for the time that I'm spending doing this? Because it looks like you guys are actually going to be making a profit on this. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about that. All in all, I think it's a great thing to do work for nonprofits. And it, a lot of times, you know, they're looking for somebody who's cheap or free. So a lot of times they will take somebody who's maybe right out of college or hasn't been designing for, for too long because, you know, they, they don't really care so much about your experience. They care, they care more about the price. So good opportunities for people and also good to, to give back to the community or give back to certain organizations that do a lot for the community. So I think it's a great thing to do. All right, the next one, we're going to hop over to the section that is named the lounge. And the lounge is where we talk about just whatever. You can talk about design if you want to, but you don't necessarily have to talk about design. And there's one in here that actually nobody has replied to yet. It's called Biggest Goal of 2008. And this one was put up by Prepressology. And I thought it was an awesome thing. So I hope some of you guys go up there and check it out. Again, rookiedesigner.com slash forum. And then it's in the lounge and it's called Biggest Goal of 2008. And here's what it says. Just thought it would be fun to share what our biggest goal for 2008 is. I'm still pondering what my biggest one will be, but I definitely think it will have something to do with promoting my freelance business better. How about you guys? So um, I thought this was a great thing. Every time we hit the new year, Certain things happen, right? Everybody gets their their little New Year's resolutions. I'm going to do this and that this year, which usually lasts about, what, two, three months maybe before we forget about it or just plain give up. But I think it's a good time to reflect on what happened the year before, what you did and did not like about what happened the year before, and then start thinking about what you want to accomplish in the new year. For me, uh, I'll I'll go out on a limb here and say... Obviously, the last bit of that last year kind of fell apart for me for this whole podcasting thing. Things have been pretty busy, and uh, I've had a lot of things going on, had a lot of things to think about, and I think it kind of, the podcasting suffered for that. Um, first of all, I went down to every other week for this podcast, which I think was a good thing because it was just getting too, too much for me. And uh, as I've said many times before, I'm I'm very bad at saying no to people. So I like to take on anything that somebody wants me to do because I like to prove to myself that I can do it. I can do all this stuff and still come out on top and be good. And uh, well, that's probably one of my goals for 2008 is not to do that. Uh, you can't say yes to everything. You've got to pick and choose your battles. You've got to take into account what you have time to do, what you have the energy to do, and what you can actually get done. And I think that's something that I really need to work on because... Again, if you're trying to put all your energies into several different things, it's going to be spread a lot more thin than if you put it into maybe one or two things and do those things really well. You know, if you put your energy into 10 different things, then you're not being able to put as much of yourself into those. And it's the work is going to suffer or whatever it is, you know, it's going to suffer. So my thing is I need to learn when to say no 
when to say, you know, I've got a lot on my plate already. I don't need to add something else to it. If you can wait, I'll do it after what I have right now. If you cannot wait, then I need to just kind of back out of it. Uh, number two on that list, which kind of, I guess, goes along with that, hopefully eliminating some stuff, would be to get this thing back on track. Um, I know I've been lacking a little bit in uh, getting these things out on time. I set up this new website and there's a, a blog of different news stories that I was going to put up all the time. And that hasn't been updated since last year. So there's a couple things I obviously need to work on, but uh, I think we all usually have things that we need to work on. So it's, it's nothing new there. I think we just need to pinpoint what those things are and really work on them. And like I said, just pick a couple of things. Don't go outrageous. And that goes for setting goals for yourself as well. You should have one big goal, kind of like pre-pressology says, one main goal that you want to accomplish this year and be working to that all year. And on, on your way up to that, you can have several smaller goals. And I think I talked about this in another podcast of trying to take that ultimate goal and break it down into little pieces that can be done, you know, in shorter increments. So you have all year to do this one big goal. Maybe you break it down into things that you can accomplish each month or something even smaller that you can accomplish each week and really build yourself up on that path to, to achieving that goal that you set for yourself. So definitely a good thing to do. I think the reflecting on the last year thing, very, very good. Maybe it's a time to go back through your work from the last year, uh, update your portfolio, maybe look at your portfolio and get rid of some stuff because a whole nother year has passed and, and probably some of the work in there is not up to par with what you're with the level of, of design skills that you're at now. So a great time to do that as well. If you haven't done that, you should be doing it, you know, all the time, but if it's been a while, you know, new year's is a good time to kind of go through things, you know, not only in your life, but, but in your career and in, in the work that you're doing as well. And really kind of weed through those things that you've done in the past and, and figure out what's going right and what's going wrong so that you can kind of start fresh at the, at the beginning of the new year and get going on the right direction. The keys to the game. I'm going to steal our key command for today from App Clinic, the App Clinic that I did this week. There's a nice little tip in uh, in Firefox, but to get to do that, I actually had to force quit, or I think it's called in program on PC. And you know, if it's going to happen from time to time that that things are going to go awry, and you know, your your applications are going to freeze up, or they're just going to not not respond to you and this is pretty basic computer stuff here but you know I, I don't know that everybody knows it but the way to get out of this is to either force quit on the Mac or to in the program and basically it's doing the same thing it's just cutting it off it's saying hey I want to shut this down I don't care if things are open just kill it right now because it's not responding so on the Mac you're gonna press command option and escape to do that, it'll give you a little list and you can pick which one and force quit it. On the PC, it's Control-Alt-Delete and it'll do, do the same thing and you can just end the program right then. So it's been a while since we did a book review and I've had one sitting on my desk for a while, kind of like the rest of the way things have been going lately. I've had this one for a while, but uh, a great book. Again, I get these books from O'Reilly Press and... Uh, they, they trust me to give a good review of the book. Well, not a, a, not a positive review, but just 
a review that, that reflects what the book is about. And the one that I have for today is Photoshop Lightroom Adventure, Mastering Adobe's Next Generation Tool for Digital Photographers. And it's by Mikkel... Mm, that's, that's a hard name. Mikkel Aland, I think it is. Uh, I will have a link to this in the show notes that you can go purchase this book if you would like. And I would recommend that you do purchase it. If you're a photographer and you certainly do not have to be a professional photographer and you use Lightroom, which I think is a fantastic piece of software, of course, made by Adobe, this is a great book. Um, it has awesome pictures in it. They have pictures from several different great photographers and uh, they show you pretty much all you need to know to get started in Lightroom and also some more advanced features as well. They start out basically showing you, you know, this is the, this is the layout of the workspace. This is how you use certain things. And uh, they go through all the things, all the key functions that you'll need to be able to work on your photos and catalog them and uh, do everything that you need to do in Lightroom so that it's the purpose of these things is to make it easier on you. You're going to come back you know, maybe if you're not professional, you're you're not going to come back with 500 photos from one shoot, right? But, you know, you go on a vacation and you shoot, you know, a couple hundred pictures. It can be overwhelming bringing those in, getting them in the right areas and, uh, you know, doing everything that you need to do. And not even to mention color correcting them or or manipulating them, doing things like, like that that you might need to do. But just kind of getting them there, getting them all organized and uh, being able to find them when you need to find them. So they show you how to do all that kind of stuff. They show you actually how to go in and color correct things and also how to make, you know, different effects. You can do certain effects just with the tools in Lightroom. Now, if you need to do anything crazier than that, you can export it out to Photoshop, but you'll find that you can do a whole lot of stuff in Lightroom. And this book definitely shows you how. Um, they go all the way to the end here where you can actually export them, make uh, slideshows, printing them you know, creating a web gallery, these types of things. So it's, it's a great book. It goes into very good detail. I think it's very easy to follow. Uh, I already know how to use Lightroom quite a bit, but um, I thought everything was explained very well. They have nice little screenshots of everything to show you. And I think it's a very easy book to follow and a nice one to read as well. It's got great pictures in it. So um, definitely, I think, one to pick up if you're into photography and into Lightroom. Uh, again, it's Photoshop Lightroom Adventure, Mastering Adobe's Next Generation Tool for Digital Photographers, uh, Mikkel Olland, and uh, that's from O'Reilly Press. So check it out and go to the show notes if you want to just link from there. One more thing I wanted to talk about from the uh, Rookie Designer Forum, and that is the design challenges. I talked about this a couple of times before, kind of briefly. Didn't really have too many details and unfortunately, that's kind of the case right now, too. Um, Kitty is actually the one who is kind of running these things for me. So thank you very much, Kitty, for doing that. There's been two design challenges, and the second one just finished on the 15th. And it looks like only one person posted up here. So again, what these design challenges are, uh, it's not necessarily a contest where you're going to be, you know, where you're going to be competing against people. It's just something so that you get guidelines for a project. You don't have to come up with them. You get to go ahead and do that. You know, you're, it's almost like having a client and they're telling you, I want this, this, and this, and you get to go do that for them. So you don't have to think up these, these projects for yourself. It's just good practice for you. And then, you know, if you come up with something, you put it up on the forum and then you can look at other people's, um, 
interpretation of that same project, which I think is very beneficial to, to anyone. You know, even if you've been designing for a while, it's always good to look at somebody else's take on something that you did. I think it's a good thing to do. So uh, I encourage everybody to participate in these things. And actually a thought that just came to mind was I, I get these books all the time. I have other things to give away at times. So perhaps uh, I need to talk to Kitty and maybe we can actually get some prizes for these things. Um, obviously it's not going to be based on, you know, how good your design is because that's, that's, uh, something you, you can't really decide, but maybe everybody that participates will, will pick one winner randomly out of those people and, uh, give them a prize, something like that. I really think it's a good idea for, for especially those who might be in school or just out of school to participate in these things. Uh, it's a good exercise. And like I said, we're Kitty is giving you all the guidelines. You don't have to come up with a project yourself. You just have to do it. So uh, where you find these, these are in the lounge as well. So rickydesigner.com slash forum, and then just go under the lounge section. And they're actually as stickies at the top. So they'll always be at the top of the list there. You'll see that there's number one and number two in there, which like I said, are both over already, but we'll be looking for a new one. Uh, since that one just finished, I'm, I'm thinking that Kitty's probably going to put one up soon. Uh, I'll try and get those details from her though. And maybe uh, we can launch it in the next episode or something like that. But keep an eye out for that. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. The tip for today is kind of goes along with the whole goal thing. I'm finding myself to be a very goal oriented person lately. And like I said, I think it's a good way to accomplish things. If you don't set goals for yourself, you just kind of, uh, wander around aimlessly trying to pick up things that you think you need, but you don't have that sure certain path of where you want to be at the end of the year or at the end of, you know, a certain allotted amount of time. So goals are good. But I think one thing you need to keep in mind is you need to keep those goals attainable. You don't want to say, I want to be CEO of Google by the end of the year. Obviously that's an outrageous example. But I think sometimes people can set goals that are a little too high for themselves. Now, we do want to set that high goal. We don't want it to be too easy to achieve. Like I said, we set that high goal and we break it down into little pieces that we can kind of accomplish, you know, over the year or whatever the span of time is. But you want to make sure that it is attainable in the amount of time that you're allotting for it. Now, if it's something that you want to make a certain amount of money or you want to have a successful freelance business, those are good goals to have, but that's not a goal that you're going to set, you know, a year aside for. That's a goal that you need to set maybe five years aside for. So you need to keep them within reach, basically, is all I'm saying here. That way you won't be disappointed and uh, you won't find yourself failing. So uh, just try and keep those goals within reason. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Our website for today is something that actually was sent to me by Kitty, who of course is one of our listeners, one of our forum members. And uh, I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, it's from Stanford University. I believe it's from, yeah. And uh, it's called Vector Magic. And this is kind of like, there's a feature like this in Illustrator, but this is something that's free. Uh, you just go to this website and you can actually utilize the tool. But what it does is it vectorizes artwork. You can put a bitmap, you can put, you know, like a JPEG pixelized image. You, you basically upload it, uh, you configure it, and voila, it makes it into vector art for you. So cool thing to play around with. Uh, it might not be something that you can, you know, 
make use of, but it's definitely something cool to check out. And uh, I think it's cool because this technology is, is becoming more and more prevalent in what we do and it's making things easier. Like I said, they, they make up these tools to make things easier for us to do. And uh, this definitely would go into that category because I find myself vectorizing a lot of art. You know, I, I, I get these crappy little logos from other companies and they want me to make them look good. They want them to be able to print, but they gave me one that's off of the, the, off the website or something like that. You know, this is something that I end up having to do. So if there's a tool that can help me do that faster then obviously that's uh, a great asset to me. Anyways, you can find this at vectormagic.stanford.edu. That will of course be in the show notes as well. If you need to just link up and, and not have to type it in. But uh, go check that out and play around with it. I think it's a pretty cool thing. And once again, thank you, Kitty, for pointing that out to me. All right, so I hope you got some use out of this episode. I know we kind of bounced around a little bit, but I think we talked about some good things to think about for this new year, Uh, some things that will help us maybe plan out the year and make it a successful one for everyone, and I hope it is, and uh, especially hope that uh, my goals are reached so that we can have a great podcast continue here and uh, I always love to give get feedback from you guys so if you have any ideas of shows that you'd like to hear any topics that you'd like to hear about I absolutely welcome those you can email them to me or get uh, put them up on the forum or something like that uh, ways to reach me email is adam at rookiedesigner.com uh, you can skype me at username titan strides you can uh, go to the forum like I said Uh, register up there if you haven't already there's a couple of topics at the very top one for rookie designer one for app clinic if you have suggestions for show topics for either of those you can put them in there and uh, most likely i will find them sooner or later i'm not in the forum as much as i used to be but i do try and go up every once in a while to to make sure that uh, i've covered things that people want to hear about but uh, that's about it i didn't go over our programs programs the uh tell a friend i just asked that everybody you know, tell anybody you think will be, will we'll make some use out of this show. And uh, that's the way we spread the word. That's the way we get our audience members from here. We don't advertise or anything like that. So I just ask that, you know, do that little favor, favor for me. If you know people that, that would like to listen to this show or would get something out of it, then please tell them where it is and how to get it and all that good stuff. Uh, the other thing is you share. And that kind of goes along with the if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, but I say, you know, if you have recording equipment, record me an MP3 or a a wave file or an AIF file, send it to me and I'll put it in the show and we'll talk about whatever topic it is that you want to talk about and definitely give me your take on it. If you don't have recording equipment, you can send it to me in some kind of document or email, or maybe put it up on the forum as well. And that will be just fine as well. So, all right, that's about it for this one. Uh, Thank you again for listening and subscribing and staying tuned even when you know things aren't going as as well as they usually do all right that's it for this one so uh thanks again and just remember that everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star that one's high it's got the distance it's high. Shit, 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 she's a bombshell. Shit, 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 she's a bombshell.